You can't go changing the rules. That's Joe. Them speaks mine. That's when you learn about people is when they're drunk. And then you realize who you're hired. And that's Eric. I was thinking about this earlier in the day, and I have to bring it up. And there are two guys with two mics and one off-the-rails sports podcast. Like, if you're older than 11 years old, unless you have body paint on or something, you're not warranted to go nuts on the jungle No, field. of course not. Kick back and relax, because you're in the wheelhouse. Oh man, do we have a jam-packed episode today. A beautiful Saturday afternoon in Southern California. As always, you've heard it a million times, or about 28 or so, or 29 times. I'm Eric Roberts, with me, my co-host Joe Hill, another episode of In the Wheelhouse. How you doing, Joe? Eric, I'm doing awesome. Like you said, it's a great Saturday afternoon here in Southern California. A little bit overcast where I'm at right now, but other than that, absolutely great day. The prime time for sports is in progress, and I'm loving every second of it. But yeah, I was actually talking about this at work. A lot of people have this have this time of year, the end of February, early like February month into March area of the calendar as their favorite time of the sports year because, you know, you have the March Madness Tournament, you have the Final Four going on right now, you have uh, the Super Bowl at the beginning of the month, um, and then you have the beginning of baseball, NBA, NHL time kind of kicking into gear. A lot of people also say they like the other end of it, you know, about like November time where baseball's coming into an end, mm-hmm. NBA, NHL coming back. So kind of split hairs, starting. but... I kind of like this time because there's a lot of playoff action. You're really involved in the NBA, the NHL, and baseball kind of comes back, and you just you kind of realize how much you missed baseball. This is, I think, I agree with you because the start of baseball, for me anyways, is a very exciting point just because you start to see like all of the teams switching, switching uh, jerseys and playing for their new teams. But then, like you said, you have the the start of the NHL playoffs. You have the start of the NBA playoffs, and then March Madness as well, which is one of the as discussed last week our favorite playoff um, our play favorite playoff uh, system out there. So definitely, this is my favorite time of the year, sports related, and uh, March Madness is in the Final Four right now. Yeah, start of baseball. Kings are doing great. They're in a playoff spot and battling for that last playoff spot. NBA is coming down to the wire, and the West is still jam-packed. I mean, it's great sports action right now. Yeah, it's awesome. And we have tons of stuff to talk about in the NFL. Trade rumors, a huge couple names finding their way to Los Angeles Rams. Like you said, NHL playoff races. We're going to do a tons of baseball. Baseball is here, Joe. I, I hope you're ready. I know you're always ready to talk baseball. I hope I'm ready to talk baseball with you. Um, where do you want to start? Where do you want to go from here? Well, to pick pick from the delicious buffet ahead of us. Let's start with, I mean, let's start with what's what the biggest story of right now going on. It's baseball is back. And the it's been a couple days of the season already. And there's already been some great games, some controversy. There's already been a three-home run game. There's already been uh, no-hit bids broken up, perfect game bids broken up. There's been walk-offs. There's been great catches. Baseball is back, and let's go with that. Like, It really did come back with a bang. I mean, Ian Happ 
solo shot with the first pitch of the season. I think the first time it happened since like 1986, something like that, some crazy stat, you know. I always see stuff like that, and I wonder how quick the nerd in the back of the room is like sifting through paper or will probably like they, they have it, they Microsoft have Excel it now. Up. They yeah, totally already random have random stuff like that. Yeah, they, they they have that's like prop bet stuff where they already have that information handy just in case it happens. And if it doesn't, it's kind of just like throw it over your shoulder type of thing, you know. Um, Ian Happ started off the season like you said, great. And then what's his name from Chicago White Sox? Matt Davis Davidson with his three home run, three game. home runs. Adam Jones hits a walk off home run in the Orioles opening day game. Giancarlo uh, Stanton, Giancarlo bombs, Stanton, dude, makes his presence known on the Yankees. It's it couldn't have been written any better, and they weren't just wall scrapers; they were bombs, absolute bombs. Yankees look like they're going to be tough to beat this season, like we already discussed in episodes prior, and. Baseball's back. I know. I'm watching you talk about this, and you literally—I could tell—you're so hype, happy, and pumped to talk about it. Like you just can't bring your thoughts together. Um, So you know how uh, the Yankees radio guy has like a little a jingle for every yes home run. I I think his for Stan is terrible. It's awful. It's some Italian phrase. I don't even know. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Like it's so bad. You're you're Italian. Giancarlo grew up in LA, man. Like, why did he cho- choose an Italian phrase? I don't know. It, I don't know because Giancarlo is an Italian name, you know. So awful. It's terrible. It's awful. such a bad call. He could have definitely related it more to like Staten Island or something like that. Staten or, Island. I heard. Uh, I heard what somebody say. Staten ovation. He gets a Staten ovation. That's terrible. I kind of like that. I like That's the pun terrible. on that. Come on. You don't like that? No, um, I don't like that. Another one of my he, friends he, said he could, he Giancarlo. Could, like, re- goes yardo that's not bad that's not bad that's kind of cool he could have related to like uh the statue of liberty somehow too like uh if you're gonna go with a stand-in like i don't know yeah i'm not i I don't know that kind of (laughs) this is why we're not play-by-play guys but yeah we both agree (laughs) that 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 was awful it's terrible and i also (laughs) it's funny when i when i first heard when i heard the call after giancarlo stanton went yard at his first at bat with the yankees I heard the call and I'm like, did John Sterling just have a stroke? Like, what was it? I was so, I was like, so pumped and ready for like, what are we going to get? And I was like, Jim, I'm no, no. What the hell did he just say? It's like the Matrix revealed itself and robot voices started coming out. Like, that's, you came up with an Italian term, bro? Come on. Yeah, there, there's, could have definitely been better phrases used for Stanton's home runs, but he uh, aside from that, that might have been one of the best debuts in recent history, especially one for such a uh, such a looked forward to situation. His first step out, I think, is probably one of the biggest stories. That has led up uh, through the offseason, through spring training, and into the regular season. Every Everyone's eyes were on Stanton. And in his very first at-bat, clobbers an opposite field, line drive home run. That was clocked an exit speed of 117 miles an hour. Last year, last year there was something like, uh, like 40,000 balls put into play. 40,000. Only 20 of them, 20 of them. 
I'm sorry, 26 of them were hit over were hit around at 117 miles per hour or above. 20 of those 26 were from Stanton and Aaron Judge. It really is a, a situation about like getting the monkey off your back before it can even get on. Like imagine mm-hmm. if he would have went over in his first game, like over four in his next game, and he all of a sudden he's staring at like zero and ten. Like then you know then there's whispers coming around, and obviously it's a long season. He probably would eventually get back into his own groove, but he really avoided any kind of oh man, what's going on in New York? Oh Giancarlo mm-hmm. slow start, and he buried it before he could even become a, any kind of. A rumor, any kind of a story, any kind of a blog post, he buried the hatchet, buried any kind of doubt that this is was way worth the money that the Yankees spent. Yeah, and th- if he keeps this up over these last next few weeks, he's really going to make his mark as like, this is my team. Yeah, we have all these players around me, but you have Aaron Judge, who is the AL Rookie of the Year, and you have, uh, you have CeCe Sabathia, who is a veteran presence on the team. And we have Gary Sanchez, who's arguably the best catcher in the league. But if he keeps up the way he's going, he's going to leave his mark early or make his mark early that this is his team. And he's taking that leadership by – he'll probably take that leadership by storm. He's going to lead by example and could potentially lead the Yankees to the promised land once again. Yeah, anytime you're adding the NL MVP from the year prior, you're going to be in a better spot. And it's a team that was already – in the playoffs last year, came from behind, upset the Indians in the first round, and the AL East, man, it's it might be an arms race between them and the Red Sox. I was looking at the I was looking at the Yankees lineup though, and of course you have the Aaron Judge, Stanton, Gary Sanchez, Didi Gregorius, but aside from those four, uh, their lineup isn't that great, especially losing Greg Bird for a while. That was a huge bat that they had at first base. Uh, some protection for a lot of those bigger name players. That's going to be a big hit for the Yankees. They're they're trying to find someone to step into that role and take over that offensive production. Maybe they'll get it out of Neil Walker. Maybe they just called up. Uh, they just called up their prospect third baseman. I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he's supposed to have a decent amount of pop as well. So look for the Greg Bird injury to really affect the Yankees over these next couple of months uh, over the first couple of games hasn't really affected them that much but uh that's a story to watch for over these next couple of months yeah I also saw a crazy stat so like obviously with all this power oh with all this with great power comes great responsibility as a, a great Spider-Man movie quote um I saw a crazy number, but like they with all these home runs, but they also struck out an absurd amount of time this weekend against the Blue Jays. And two games, I think I saw something about like 29, 28 strikeouts, something like that. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Judge and Stanton strike out a lot. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They may they may hit 150 home runs this year combined with the two, but they're going to strike out 300 times combined the two as well. It's it's home run or strikeout, and that's pretty much it for these two guys. That's the way I live my life, man. Pop out, <laughs> home run or pop out. That's the way I play softball. Home run or nothing. Nice. <laughs> it's like hero ball in, in basketball. It's that how the threes take it over basketball. It's mm-hmm. the home run balls take over baseball, dude. It really is, it's, and especially uh, since there's this philosophy now. Instead of a, uh, I mean, Josh Donaldson has a, vi- a video went viral of him trying on MLB Network. 
and there's a question asked for him and it's like if a if a sixth grader comes to you what what advice would you give him to be a better hitter and he looked at the screen and he was like tell your coach that me hitting ground balls doesn't give me a paycheck and it says that what Josh Johnson pretty much said, pretty much says home runs and doubles got me to the big leagues not ground ball singles and he had this philosophy about launch angle and stop hitting the ball on the ground and hit the ball in the air and stuff like that and that's a philosophy that has kind of swarmed baseball these days is launch angle and get away from the ground oh, balls man. and stuff but they have they really I, when i was watching the opening day stuff on espn they are really driving that stuff down your throat like exit velocity and launch angle launch that's angle. all yeah, they talk about during the broadcast seriously. dude and every 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 player that has had a uh, a bounce back season for instance or a um, a career year they all credit it to launch angle he he increased his launch angle by 2 degrees and he went from 12 degrees to 17 degrees it's like Come on, dude. Come on. Like, I understand the science behind it, but are we really getting that deep into destroying the line drive aspect of the game? Instead of you're we're gonna we're gonna see a record number of fly ball outs this season. Oh yeah. A record definitely. number. Outside of the the Yankees, though, top stories in baseball over these last couple of days. The Dodgers peaked too early, man. We're done. The season's over. I was going to say, man, like, I mean, the Dodgers start, have started 0-2, but they haven't played bad. It's been, yeah, a, pitcher's no, duel. No. It's been a pitcher's duel both times. Clayton yeah, Kershaw no. threw great. Alex Wood threw great. He just ran into Joe Panic twice. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried it. about it. It's, it, does, it is a little worrisome that, you know, that we did get one hit. Uh, but I mean, Johnny Cueto is not a not, not a bum. Like right. people are, were, a couple of people were like, "Oh, it's Cueto." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, that's a good reason. He's a good pitcher. He he's had one down year, which happened to me last year. But other than yeah. that, he's been an all star pitcher. It's just so funny, man. Two losses. I mean, sure they were like heartbreakers, one zero games both time late in the game, and we give up the lead and the win. I mean, Kenley Jansen, a little iffy there. Uh, there's some issues with his velocity apparently, but whatever. It's two games into the year. A lot of people hit the panic button already. I'm like, guys. There's a million and a half games in the baseball season. Can we just relax? I will continue to say it, and I've said it for a long time now. Do not bring closers into the game without the lead because they're not comfortable in that situation. Their intensity is, like, gone. They need that super stressful, intense, like, I can't let up one run mentality. I understand he came into the game with a tie game, 0-0 late in the game, but... It's not the situation that he's used to pitching in. Never bring in a closer when you don't have the lead. Is is I and I conti- will continue to say that. Yeah, no, I feel you. It's almost like the people like I I work better when the deadline's right on me. Like I was never the guy to finish my homework early. I was always the night before, or two nights before. Like I need something pressed against me to like perform. And it's almost like something with these closers. It's like they need the adrenaline of this running out. Like okay. It's my time to shine. There's one run lead. Like I need to perform, or else my team's going down. And maybe they're a little too lax with the, with you know a, a clean slate and a possibility at a win. Maybe they're thinking win instead of save. Right. Absolutely. But that's. But again, you, you didn't pay Kenley Jansen his contract to get you W's. He you paid Kenley Jansen the contract that he has to get you saves, and that's all there is to it. So, outside of the Yankees and the Dodgers. What's your top story of these last couple of games? Or last couple of days, excuse me. 
I mean, I just can't. I can't allow us to kind of poop on the Dodgers without bringing up the Angels, kind of being the Angels the first couple games. We're two and one. I know, but you choked away one of them. We did. So we did. I just needed to get one shot in. Otani, man, coming up tomorrow. Otani comes up tomorrow, first start. What a debut for him, though. I mean, very first game, very first at bat, very first pitch, gets his first ever MLB hit. I mean, he did only a one for five. I understand that. He had a couple of line drive outs, but way to get the monkey off your back. Yeah, yeah, definitely not the same in the, in the fashion that uh, Stanton did. But well, of it's course. definitely, yeah, after the spring training he had, um, any kind of hit, any kind of contact really was got to be a relief for him. Walking up and to get it in your first at bat. Right. And he's going to have a tough matchup going up against the A's. The A's have proven themselves to be a very potent offense with Chris Davis and Matt Olson and Steven Piscotti and uh, who, who else? Uh, Jonathan Lucroy. And Marcus Simeon, they've had a very potent offense. Shohei Otani is going to have quite the uh, quite the workload tomorrow. Definitely, yeah, definitely a, a team where you usually look up and there. If there's a game that's involved with like five plus runs, it's like seven, eight, eight, nine. They're usually involved in it. Yeah, I always felt like you know they're not usually they're not getting great team play, but they could swing the bat. They could definitely swing the bat. They could swing the bat, and if they had just a little bit of pitching. They'd be a playoff contending team. Right now, I don't say that because they don't have the pitching to go along with that offense. But we'll see if Shohei Otani can settle down those bats, can quiet them down. I believe he's pro- he's probably not going to go more than six innings, even if he's got a clean slate. So, But definitely a, a story to watch. An exciting day for him, exciting day for the Angels. And we'll see if he could silence his critics from that slow that slow spring and see if he could bounce back and have a debut that everyone's looking forward to. I don't think I could name one athletics pitcher. Uh, well, I can. Just No, well, I know you can. It's like I'm you name NHL players. Yeah. Graveman? Is Graveman on there? Is that out of the bullpen, maybe? Maybe. There's a, Man- no. there's a Manaya or a Manaya. Manaya. For some reason, I'm seeing Kendall Graveman. There could be possibility. I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a well versed in o- Oakland athletics. I mean, if Sorry. I thought if I thought about, it, I can name some. I just Manaya is the first one that comes to my head. Um, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> stupid athletics. Uh, that, that's uh, that's a team that you just see and you just kind of forget about them. You really do. You really do. They're like the, in my eyes, they're kind of like the Minnesota Twins. Like, the Minnesota Twins are supposed to be good this season, but I never talk about them just because I find myself just forgetting about them. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but they're they're going to be great this season. Yeah, and they're, just, they're both in, like, d- like uh, divisions that are tucked away. Like, you have, like, big teams ahead of them, and you're just really never really talking about anybody beneath, like, you know, the Angels, now the Astros in the AL West. And this, right. it's like the Athletics are always like a second or maybe like a third or fourth team to be talking about. Yeah. So let's go across the board then. And since the season has started, let's give our predictions for this season on the division winners, the championship series winners, the World Series winner, and the MVPs and Cy Youngs. So let's start off in the AL West. And who is your AL West champion? Well, 
I mean, the the be- the World Series champions got better. So I'm going to go with the with the Houston Astros, the reigning champions. They're going to have no problem winning 100 games. Um the 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 George Springer, ho- another home run in his first at bat of the year, back-to-back years. Yep. Um talk about another oh, a bang to the beginning of the year. We even mentioned that, but yeah, the Houston Astros, dude, they have a nasty rotation. They have um a, a virtually holeless lineup and like when you when your World Series champions go out, don't lose anybody really, and go out and grab the ace of another team to toss into the rotation. It's yeah. going to be hard to beat him. Not to mention George Springer. Yeah, he's he leads off that lineup with a potent punch that gets on base all the time, and he gets in front in, on base in front of Altuve and Correa. I'm going to read you a little a line right now for Altuve and Correa's game. Uh, I think it was today. Is it today? Yes, it's today. Altuve and Correa both had four bats. Altuve had three hits. Correa had four hits. And how do how do you pitch a who do you pitch around in that in that instance? You yeah. know, you're gonna put somebody on base if you want to walk somebody to get to somebody. And then but, even if you get around those guys, you still got like Yuli Gurriel, Marwin Gonzalez, like Alex still got Bregman. Guys like, Alex Bregman, yeah, who had a huge like Alex Bregman is supposed to have a breakout year this year. What was last year? He was killing it, right? And like that, he's going to be better. They have they have so much young talent, but then you sprinkle in that veteran presence of Brian McCann and Josh Reddick, who just are able to settle these youngsters down and just are teach them the ways. This team looks un, uh, unstoppable in my eyes, and. I know the Angels are my team, but I don't see my pick for the AL West is Houston as well. Yeah, and then honestly, dude, watching after like watching them for seven games against the Dodgers and go punch for punch, and it's just like you see them and you're like, how can you beat this team? Because even when you think you beat them, they take Kenley Jansen yard late in the game, you know, or they go they go toe to toe with you and eight home runs in a game and beat you 13, like 15, 13. And what like Houston, it's, they'll beat you any way they want to. Yeah. And what Houston does really well is they make you pay for your mistakes. Any simple, uh, pitching mistake, any missed location, anytime you let the ball come over the middle of the plate, they make you pay and they do not miss those mistakes. They are extremely powerful offense to go along with an extremely good pitching staff as well. Gosh, they're going to win the World Series again, man. <laughs> and I'm going to hate it. I'm going to hate it because, honestly, if they beat the Dodgers in the World Series again, oh, my God. Yeah. it's <sighs> All right, so that's the ALS. We both have Houston. It's pretty much a no-brainer. Yeah. Let's move down. Let's move a little bit east and go to the AL Central. Who's your pick to win the AL Central? Hmm. We'll go AL first, then we'll go NL. The AL Central. I'm gonna have to go with the Cleveland Indians. I mean, it's kind of chalky, but I mean, what's the, it's funny because whenever I talk to people about the, the the playoffs last year, it's like we forget every year we kind of forget about the Cleveland Indians. They just truck along, do their thing. Kluber takes care of business. And they have they have just as many young studs and you know power hitters as as the rest of them with Lindor, with um, Jose Ramirez, mm-hmm. Edwin Encarnacion, possibly the best DH in the league. 
And I mean, I'm gonna have to go with the Indians here. It's it's chalky, but I mean, when you look at the division, it's it's you know the the White Sox are still the White Sox. Kansas City Royals took a huge hit losing Perez. Um, Detroit's gonna be probably god awful this year. Um, I gotta go with Cleveland. Yeah, it's it's kind of also a no brainer, just like the AL West. I mean, of course, I feel that like the AL Central is a little bit less competitive than the AL West, just because AL West has the Angels, Houston, Seattle. Oakland has a good offense, and Texas is Texas, you know? So I think the AL West is definitely a little bit more competitive. AL Central really has only two teams in my eyes that really could compete for that top spot, and that's the Twins and the Cleveland Indians. And looking at Cleveland's pitching staff, looking at the offense, Jose Ramirez was number two in the MVP race last year. Uh, They have uh, Francisco Lindor. They brought back Mike Napoli. They have Edwin Encarnacion, like you stated. It's, in my eyes... Mike Napoli's back in Cleveland? He is. Oh, dude, I didn't miss that. Oh, hell yeah. Yep, he is. I, lo- I love Mike Napoli, dude. I love him. So, it, Cleveland is my pick for the AL Central as well. Let's go to the AL East. The, I, the AL East is probably going to be the most fun division to like follow throughout the season, for sure. Like When it comes to games between teams within like divisions, and honestly, I'm, I'm just pumping up the whole division when I just really want to see the Yankees and the Red Sox duke it out for an entire season. Yeah, they, they have kind of re, uh, reestablished the 1-2 position in the AL East. You know, the last few seasons it's been... Are the Yankees really that good anymore? The Red Sox still have a great lineup, but the Orioles are doing great, and the Blue Jays have a good squad, and the Rays are the Rays and always surprise everybody. So that division has kind of been wish-washy the last few years. Going into this season, the Yankees and the Red Sox have definitely established themselves as the one-two position in that division. Yeah, and it's going to be a, a slugfest, and there's going to be it's it's. I feel like you're going to get so many different kinds of games because both team has both teams have star pitching, both teams have power sluggers, both teams have capable closers and bullpens. So it's. I feel like you could see one game where balls are just leaving the park left and right. You could also see a day where you know Chris Sale and Luis Severino are going head to head, and it's a one zero game, two one kind of game. So I just I'm just stoked for the, that rivalry to be back in like full swing. So who do you take to win the division then? I'm going to have to go with the Boston Red Sox to win the division. See, they both are great teams. And it's easy. I think it's easy for a lot of people to say the Yankees just because of the Stanton-Judge combination. Oh, yeah. They get caught up in it, dude. Yeah, I think it's very easy for people to say that, especially how they started off this season. But if you dig deeper... The Red Sox rotation, I believe, is better than the Yankees rotation. Especially oh, yeah, since that's spe- my that's my deal breaker right there is the pitching. Especially if David Price bounces back and he looked good in his first start. If he could bounce back and, and come back to form, uh, if Drew Prom- Pomerantz could come back in the next couple weeks and come back to form like he was last year, if Rick Porcello can go back to Cy Young uh, status. That's four number ones pretty much. In yeah, yeah. You're looking at like you you have Chris Sale, nasty. David Price, down year last year, but still nasty. Mm-hmm. Rick Procello, Cy Young, two years ago, down year, but was still capable, could be nasty. 
Drew Pomeranz had 17 wins last year. Yeah, Pomeranz was their number two guy last year. Right, and if he and could, he could slide in at like four. Right, they their rotation is sick, uh, and I don't even I don't even think we had their rotation in the top five when we discussed this a few weeks ago. I don't think we did. We had I think we mentioned them towards the end. I think we might have snuck them in towards the five, but mainly because we weren't like because of last season. It was and we were based on how they performed last year. It was a lot we of said ifs. that it's that there's a possibility. Yeah. Cause yeah, like we said, David Price was brought over last year and this I feel like we had this same conversation last year because I'm having flashbacks of why I picked the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Yeah, this is like a mur- this should be a murderer's row of pitching. Right. It should be. It could be a murderer's row. And then David Price had a down year. Porcello had a down year. And then all these potential number ones basically just turned into Chris Sale and Drew Pomeranz. Right. That's exactly right. David Price ended up being in the bullpen towards the end of the season. He had a down year. Uh, Chris Sale was Chris Sale. You know, he's potential uh, Cy Young. I think he was second in the voting. And then Drew Pomeranz slotted into the number two spot with a career year. And Rick Purcello had a down year from his uh his AL Cy Young award. Yeah, so, like there's plenty. These there's like four guys that could have AL Cy Young level years on that team. Yeah, that's that right there is what puts the Red Sox over the top for me, because I agree with you. I picked Boston to win that division. I'm not gonna get caught up in the Aaron Judge, Mike Stanton hype because I think not any day, but I think a majority of the time. That Red Sox rotation will shut down that Yankees lineup. At least enough. And to be exactly. and then you look at like you shut them down enough and just give give players like JD Martinez a shot at, at hitting a bomb. Let Mookie Betts get on base. Let Dustin Petroya p- perform in the clutch like he always does. Mm-hmm. You give just enough chance to for your team to win. And you know what? You're not asking them to to pitch shutout innings, shutout games. But get down. Don't let them hit eight home runs. Yeah, keep it close. Let our guys let us hand the ball off to Craig Kimbrell. Let him do that weird ass hawk pose that he does, mm-hmm. and um, backdoor your way into a win. So, oh, sorry, I'm wa- I'm watching this NCAA game while we're talking, and <laughs> Loyola needs to win this game. They need to win this game. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm behind, so I'm watching your reactions, and then I look up to see it about 10, 15 seconds later on my TV. <laughs> So back to baseball. Sorry, yeah, about, so, um, that. Sorry about that. What, what, where, are you, where are your wild cards coming from? Probably, I mean, the AL East is one of them for sure, right? Yeah, AL East for sure. Uh, it's, whoever does not win that division, uh, Boston or New York, I gets a wild card. So with my prediction that Boston is going to take that division, New York's going to get a wild card. My second wild card, this is a biased opinion. I got to go with the Angels for my second wild card spot. You got to do it. You I can't not to. do it. This is the season where we finally put a team around Mike Trout. We built a team to make a playoff run. So I'm going to stick with Artie Moreno and stick with Billy Epler and say the Angels make it into that second wild card spot. I'll agree. I'll go with you. I'll agree with you. I was going to I was teeter-tottering with the Twins. But I'm going to go with the Angels mainly and it, a lot of it relies on their pitching of course yeah i mean it's it's gonna come down to if shoemaker can can stay healthy had a great game and and if otani can perform he's a vital piece to plug into the middle of that rotation and take off a lot of relief off a play off of other players in the uh he's a potential number one he's a potential number one starter so 
let's stay in the AL and let's go to the or let's go to the championship series. Who do you have playing in the AL championship series and who do you have winning it? Or do Boston. Wanna, or do you want to jump over to the NL and then we'll talk about the playoffs after we do AL NL? No, let's just let's just pump pump through these real quick. I'm gonna right. go Boston over Cleveland. Boston over Cleveland. So Yankees don't even make the championship series for you. No. Mm-mm. Do they make it out of the wild card? Yes. So they beat the Angels in the wild card game. Yes. <laughs> Dang <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Dang, gosh. Okay, so you have Boston. I said it. It's stone, man. It's gonna happen now. All right. So Boston over Cleveland. Yeah. I think I said the exact same thing last year. Angels over Houston. Man. If the Angels beat the Houston Astros in the American League Championship Series, I will go to an Angels-Dodgers game in an Angels jersey. Write it down. It's da- it's recorded right here. Mark the tape. All right. Looks like we're going to an Angels-Dodgers game in uh, 2019. <laughs> God, that would be awful. <laughs> that would be miserable. So Angels are my pick to win the, the AL Championship Series. And I'm going with Boston. <laughs> Let's go to the NL. I love how we both pumped up Houston so bad. We both... <laughs> We did just we wash we ball washed Houston for like five minutes and then when it comes down to it because ah, we, screw Houston because we don't want them to win we don't do, yeah we, we don't you like have, you ob- we don't like you have obvious all reasons the time. yeah you have obvious reasons and I just I think Boston should be able to beat them yeah but then again I'm starting starting to think about Houston and I'm doubting my pick now so let's get to the NL hurry let's go to the NL NL West obvious hmm. answer for you. Hmm, let me think. Oh, let's see. The Padres got Eric Hosmer. <laughs> Andrew McCutcheon's in the in the Bay Area now. That's big. Uh, I mean, Madison Bumgarner's hurt. Uh, the Cardinals have Cardinals, the Cardinals aren't, aren't, in aren't the even West. in the West. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Do- are the Dodgers still around? Are they are they still good at baseball? Let's the Dodgers. I'm gonna go with the Dodgers for the NL West. Obvious pick for you. And I'm going to go with the Dodgers as well. They have a depth, depth, beyond depth, beyond depth of more than any team out there. Uh, Little, little speculation, speculative, little. Is that that a word? Speculative? Speculative, speculation. I don't know where you're going with the sentence. Speculatory. Is that a word? I don't know. (laughs) A little worried about their bullpen. (laughs) A little bit. Um, a little bit worried about their starters, especially after losing you, Darvish. Uh, but I still see them winning that division. Not as big as they did last year. Because yeah, last the, year the whole division got better. Except the Dodgers. Yeah, except the Dodgers. But they were just, they were like leaps and bounds better than most. That's I mean, what I'm not saying. So most. I, I, so that's what I'm saying. I say they win the division, but not by the 10 games that they did last year. I say they win. By four games this year. But I still have the Dodgers winning the division. So where do you want to go here? Let's do... Central uh, or East? Let's do the NL Central. All right. Who do you have winning the NL Central? You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm not going to say the Cubs. 
I'm going to say the Milwaukee Brewers. Man, why are you stealing my answers? Oh, my God. You know what? <laughs> I legitimately changed this up because I did. I was like, you know, I don't want him to pick the Cubs. And we uh, we go, what are we? What would this be? Six for or five for five now? Is it picking the same ones? Yeah, five for five. <sighs> All right. You could pick Milwaukee. Go with Milwaukee. I'll go with Milwaukee. I'll go with Milwaukee. For no real reason, just because I really don't want the Cubs to be... I've become the biggest U Darvish hater. Well, I would be a U Darvish yeah. hater as well. I'm so, I wish he w- never succeeds again. When Mark Teixeira went to, uh, t- to New York after the Angels got him for like a month for a playoff run, I was the biggest Mark Teixeira hater. I hate Mark Teixeira. Tipping your pitches. You were tipping your pitches, man. Zach Greinke I hate too. I mean, yeah, me too. <laughs> Go, he's rotting in the desert after he left us because he wanted more money. All right. So instead of going to Milwaukee like I was going to go with, <laughs> I'm going to go with St. Louis. St. Louis. Oh, they just picked up Greg Holland. Yeah, a, they a, did. A very capable closer. Very good. Very good lineup with Ozuna and Matt Carpenter. And who else do they have? Paul DeJong. Uh, Colton Wong. Colton Wong. They have a pretty good lineup themselves. And they have pretty good pitching as well. Carlos Martinez. You know, and like you said, they just got Greg Holland. Michael Waka. Waka, 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 Waka. I'm going to go with St. Louis. Nice. So, dude, that would I would love it if it comes down to... If it comes down to the Brewers and the Cardinals and not the Cubs. Yeah... Somehow I do think the Cubs are still going to find themselves in there somehow. But I definitely, I'm taking St. Louis to win that division. How bad, how bad at playing outfield is Kyle Schwarber? He's bad, but he's going to hit you 35 home runs. Oh my God. If I was even, if I was even partly capable of just like controlling my spray chart, like plenty of pros are probably. I'm going up to a bat and I'm like scanning the field. I'm like, where's that loser Schwarber? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> He's so bad at the outfield. He reminds Dude. me of a. Remember a couple seasons ago when the Orioles put Mark Trumbo in the outfield? I think the Angels had Mark Trumbo in the outfield for a little bit of time as well. He, they look like they're out of place in the outfield. It's like, put them in a DH spot. Kyle Schwarber makes Jock Peterson look good at the out, playing the outfield. He really does. He really does. All right, AL East. Who do you have the East winner? I'm we sorry, already did NL. NL. I'm sorry, NL East. The NL East winner is going to be. This should be a no-brainer. Yeah, the Washington Nationals. Yeah. You know what's funny? I I saw a thing. I think uh, Sports Illustrated picked the Washington Nationals for like the sixth or seventh consecutive year to win the World Series. (laughs) Every year they pick the Nationals to win the World Series in their MLB preview. They're jinxing them every single year. I would hit them up and be like, dude, can you stop? (laughs) Please? Jeez. Yeah, Nats are definitely my pick to win the AL East as well. With that lineup, with that pitching staff, they might be one of the best teams in the NL. So Nationals for sure. Uh the Mets might make a little bit of a push with that rotation of uh, DeGrom and Syndergaard. Braves have a pretty decent lineup of young players. They might be able to make a little bit of a push, but Nats have that division wrapped up. You see Jacob DeGrom cut his hair? I did. 
Weird. Yeah, I didn't even realize who he was when he I first saw it. kind of looked like Tim Lincecum with his haircut. Like, after they both cut their hair, they kind of look alike. Well, except for Tim Lincecum's, like, nine inches taller. Yeah, true. I've and he's yoked I mean, now. I mean, Jacob deGrom is nine inches taller than Tim Lincecum. Hey, man, everybody looks the same height to me when they're up there. <laughs> All right, so NL wildcard. Who are your two teams? I think... The NL wild card, one team's going to come out of the, the West, and I think it's going to be Colorado. Gosh. I think it's going to be Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's going to be Colorado, and I think the second wild card team is going to be the Cincinnati Reds. What? <laughs> the Cincinnati Reds? They're going to be the worst team in the NL Central. What are you talking about? Hey, man, about? mark the tape. What are you talking about? I'm tired of us agreeing on things, all right? So I just I know you're not gonna pick the Cincinnati Reds. And I don't think anybody in this country will pick the Cincinnati Reds. I don't think Joey Votto is gonna pick the Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> I pick Cincinnati to unload here in the next couple months. My two A or my two NL wildcard teams, Colorado and Milwaukee Brewers. I don't have the Cubs making the playoffs. Hot take, scorched earth take. Gosh, if honestly, if the Cubs don't make the playoffs, I'm gonna pull this after this episode, and I'm gonna archive it. I'm gonna put it in a nice little spot on my computer, top left corner, never touched, and I will bring this back. It is March 31st, and Joe Hill just said the Cubs aren't making the playoffs. They're not. They're not making the playoffs. And God, do I hope you're right. Oh, the Cubs. That means you, Darvish. I hope. Ugh. I hate you, Darvish. (laughs) All right. So, we have our playoff teams established. Now we're talking NL Championship Series. Who is your World Series representative from the National League? Let me think here. NL, NL. Bryce Harper's good at baseball. Max Scherzer's good at throwing. Joey Votto is on the Reds. Uh, I'm going to go with the Dodgers, Joe. The the Los Angeles Dodgers. Good choice. Good choice. I'm going with the Dodgers as well because I want to see an Angels-Dodgers World Series. I would love that. For the first time ever, I want to see the AL. The AL. I want to see the Los Angeles Dodgers play the Los Angeles Angels in the 2018 World Series. Can we play for the rights of using Los Angeles in our name? Uh, that'd be cool. I mean, what, that'd be pretty fun. What is what? What if the Dodgers lose? What are they be called? East LA Dodgers. <laughs> They're not East LA though. I know. I was just trying to think. I'm like, what can I think of? And then I realized I was waiting too long. Uh, Echo Park Dodgers. The Echo Park Dodgers. The, the Los Feliz Dodgers. The Chavez Ravine Dodgers. Nay, hey, that's nice. That's probably on a shirt somewhere. That's got to be sure. on a shirt somewhere. Um. But yeah, that's my prediction for the World Series. Angels versus the Dodgers. It's back, baby. Baseball. You, you have what? Back. Dodgers versus Red Sox? Dodgers versus Red Sox, the same I picked last year. It is the same you picked last year. Same thing I picked last year. Um You're kind of you're kind of uh, getting on that Sports Illustrated magazine. 
just Trip jinxing right my two teams, man. Honestly, if if neither one of them wins the World Series this year, I will change it up next year for sure. <laughs> Here's a hint. I will not be changing the NL representative more than likely. We know. <laughs> I'll change up the AL probably. <laughs> so we got our World Series teams. Who's winning the World Series? <sighs> um, let me do this again here. Uh, <laughs> that Craig Kimbrell's good at throwing the ball. Kenley Jansen's good too. Let me can I, let me. I mean, if I were to judge it based on the jerseys in my closet, let me let me sift through this real quick. Hold on. One, two. There's a Dodger one. There's a Dodger one. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Dodgers. No Red Sox jerseys, so I'm gonna go with the Dodger jerseys. I'm going with the Angels. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. The Angels, the Los Angeles Angels, are winning. So we're the both World picking Series. the Los Angeles team, huh? We are. All right. The World Series is coming back to California somehow. Gosh, please, dude. Honestly, I would love. I love that kind of stuff. Ducks, Kings in the playoffs, love it. They, Dodgers, they Angels might, in the playoffs. They that the might Series? happen this year too. Oh, I know. That might happen. The Ducks, the Ducks Kings playoff showdown again. That was such a bad loss for the Kings last night. Ripped my sard, ripped my sard out, ripped my soul out. We were at me and D were at Chili's having a couple margaritas, watching the Kings game, and they're in overtime. And I'm glad I paid my bill way before that goal was scored. Just storm out after it happened. Walk right out, right out. In a matter of 15 minutes, I watched the Dodgers go from being tied 0-0 to losing 1-0 and watching the Kings lose in overtime to the Ducks. Man, it was so difficult. I, I hate losing to the Ducks. I hate it. It's the worst, dude. And then because you know every any kind of Duck fan. Oh, ugh. Ugh. The first thing I heard from Ducks fans today was, was Ricard Raquel. Ricardo Kell. I hate that name too. I hate that name. Don't they? Don't Ducks players just look different too? To yeah, you? Yeah, and they just just the sound of their names. Ryan Getzlaff. It just gives me the creeps. Montour. Corey Perry. Bieksa. I want to run Corey Perry over with Kessler. A car. <laughs> Dude. Okay. This might. So you mentioned run over by a car. I ran over a pigeon today. I saw that on Twitter. It was it was pretty traumatizing for a second because like I was, I was going into the gym and it's we had going to this parking structure right all in case but there's tons of pigeons everywhere mm -hmm. for some reason they live in there, and they're always walking around the the floor flying over your head scaring the crap out of you so I'm like inching along through like the 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 parking lot because I could see the pigeon, crossing the thing right so I'm just inching ahead and I'm assuming I'm like okay it's gonna get out of the way and you know how eventually, it hits a point in the front of your car where you can't see it over the hood. Yeah. So I'm like inching, 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 and my window's down, inching, inching, inching. I'm like, okay, it's gone. Pop! Like the grossest snap pop thing I've ever heard. And I'm like, I just ran over the effing pigeon. <laughs> and I park, and I go back the next couple stalls over. Sure enough, just like the puffy body in a puddle of blood. And I felt so bad, man. Yeah, what were you doing? I felt so Murderer. bad. Murderer. It's happened to me, though, before, too. I was driving to work one day. This was back maybe like eight years ago. And there's this pigeon. So I was driving along the street, and there's, like, this tree that kind of, like, hovers, like, hangs over the street, right? And you got to kind of, like, drive under, like, the tree, the part that where the – you got to drive under the tree where it hangs over, you know? Uh-huh. 
And there's this pigeon hovering at the tree. And I'm driving. At the time, I was had my big truck. So it's lifted, right? Yeah, yeah. And the pigeon's hovering. I'm like, just driving. I was like, all right, pigeon's going to move. Pigeon's going to move. Pigeon's going to move. Pigeon didn't move. And it hit me right in the windshield and over the back of my truck. That's what, dude, I was thinking the exact same thing. And then, honestly, I felt, I went from being like, oh, my God, I ran it over to being really like, oh, my God, I killed this pigeon to thinking, you know what? No, it's this is Darwinism in its peak. Like that dumbass pigeon <laughs> should have moved. <laughs> should have moved. Like I inched, dude. You have no clue how slow I was inching away. So like this dumbass pigeon was like, you know, in Austin Powers where the guys get steamrolled. Yeah, and he, he's like literally fifteen feet away watching the steamroller coming slow as hell. I'm just screaming. I'm like pigeon, you see my tire? Get out of the way. <laughs> Birds are dumb. Dude, birds are awful. Birds are dumb. But also very scary at the same time. All right, so we have our playoff picks. We have our World Series picks. The last thing to do before we go, sports fans, is pick our MVP winners and our Cy Young Award winners. So let's start in the NL. Who is your MVP award winner? My NL MVP is going to go to Bryce Harper. I, I feel like he's going to have a big year. If he can stay healthy. It's hard to go against Bryce Harper, especially in a walk season. I feel like he's going to do like, his stats are going to be insane at the end of the year. My NL MVP award winner, still in the NL East, not Bryce Harper. Freddie Freeman's winning the NL MVP this year. Freddie Freeman. He 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 would have won it last year if he didn't get hurt. He was on pace to win the MVP award last year if he didn't get hurt. So this year, I think it's gonna be Freddie Freeman. I'm trying to think of like who would who else would be like, you know, who's who else would have even like the outside chance of Nolan Arenado. Nolan Arenado. Goldschmidt. And then, yeah, I feel like, yeah, true. That's every year they're always in the running, but then the whole they're not the sexy pick, you know? Chris Bryant. It comes down to that kind of thing. Chris Anthony, Bryant. Anthony Chris Rizzo. Do it. I, th- I would see those two beating out Each Bryce other. Harper before Arenado or Goldschmidt. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Arenado, maybe not. I, I think Arenado's going to get up there. He's had great seasons over these last few years, you know? Um, consistent power hitter. Consistent power hitter. So I think the ballpark factor really takes some points away from him playing him playing in Colorado, you know. Um, but yeah, my pick is Freddie Freeman this year. Okay, okay. So we're you going to go NL size, let's, Cy Youngs or AL MVPs? Let's go NL size. Let's stay here. All right. I don't think. Kershaw is going to win the Cy Young, so I'm not going to just jump right into this one. So I have to think about it a little bit. So you go first. My NL Cy Young Award winner this year is going to Max Scherzer again. Yeah, I mean, t- I mean, you can't argue against it. He's proven he is. On a team that's going to put runs up for him so he could get the wins. He had a great outing his first game. He's on track again to win it once again. My NL Cy Young winner is going to be you, Darvish. 
What? Not. Not. <laughs> not. I was going to say. Not. <laughs> My NL Cy Young fall down a staircase and break an arm is you, Darvish. Um, no. Um, I don't want to pick Max Scherzer, though, because you picked Max Scherzer. Kershaw. DeGrom. DeGrom. I'm a, ooh, Cindergaard. I'm gonna go with Cindergaard. I'm gonna go with Thor out here. All right, I like, off the wall. I like. I hope Cindergaard. the Mets don't screw him over. Yeah, I do. I love. I love Cindergaard. If I could get Cindergaard in L.A., dude, I would do unspeakable things to get him in a Dodger uniform. Would you trade Clayton Kershaw? No, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can. I don't think I could ever pull the trade on any kind of trade that involves Clayton Kershaw. Would you trade Corey Seager? Yeah. Would you trade Justin Turner? No. I would trade Turner before I traded Seager. Age? Age. Yeah. And and such a difficult position to play. You see true. way more good third baseman than good shortstops. True, true. Yeah. I mean, look at what they're doing now. I mean, Turner had some injury problems last year. Had some he's has he's out now. Mm-hmm. And we're really not too stressed out about it because we could slide in people. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I would do that first. So, Syndergaard is your pick? Yeah, Syndergaard. All right. AL MVP. I'm going to go... Sean Carlos Stanton. No, 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 no. I'm going to go... Is This is a, a, a effect of Giancarlo Stanton. I'm going to go J.D. Martinez. Oh, really? I'm going to go with... I mean, this is totally off the wall. But I'm going to go with he has a monster year because of the whole holdout informa- situation. Uh-huh. And because he's going to and he's going to he's going to be looked at to put up these crazy numbers. And he's going to have a, some batter friendly ballparks playing on the Red Sox. Very now. true. So he's going to put up some crazy home run numbers. And it's going to be one of those things where he's in the he's in the, the conversation because of his home runs. I that's a good point. That's a very good point you're making. There's a baseball point. Look at me. I'm going with all the experts. I'm going with my favorite. I'm going with Mike Trout, AL MVP. He's he's already putting up numbers. He had an 0 for 6 game to, to begin the year. But since then, last night he went 1 for 4. Tonight he went 3 for 4. He's going to put up numbers. He's got people behind him that are going to push him in to get those runs. And he has people in front of him before he's going to get RBIs now. It's, it's, yeah. It could be a monstrous year for Mike Trout. Yeah, he could. he's definitely in a situation, the best situation of his career in L.A. Or mm-hmm. in Anaheim. I said L.A. Oh, my God. That felt <laughs> nasty. Oh, God. I had chills. In Anaheim. Um, yeah, because like you said, like you, you can't just pitch around him. There's going to be people on base either in front of him or bringing him in behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Upton in there now. You got uh, Kazmir. Poolhouse is coming out a little hot here. Kazmir. Poolhouse is coming. Um, Cozart. Who, Cozart Kazmir. Scott Kazmir is a, a pitcher, right? He is. Yeah, he was on the Dodgers. He was. See, I make one good baseball point. I start walking around trying to toss <laughs> out names. I look like a dummy. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I think Mike Trout could have a big year. And, dude, if, if your World Series champion prediction comes true, they're going to have to – 
get that much production from him. They will. AL size. Who's got it? There's a lot to pick from here. There, there's. Do you think the? I definitely think the AL pitching is better than NL pitching. I agree. Like, there's, there's like every team has a stud. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Because honestly, let's say okay, let's see American League. You got there's Verlander, there's Keuchel, there. Verlander, Keuchel. You have like eight on the Astros alone that you could pick from. <laughs> you have Kluber in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, if Otani pans out, you never know. Chris Sale, uh, Chris Sale David in Price, Boston, David Price, Luis in Boston, Severino, Severino's CC's not going to be having no. that kind of year. Um, those are the top. Those are the top. Yeah, <laughs> we we just rattled them all off, but they're only from like three teams. <laughs> so the AL's actually, AL's actually kind of screwed. It looks like. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with my AL Cy Young is gonna go to. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to will my my picks into existence. So I'm gonna go with Chris Sell, AL Cy Young. He definitely has the stuff and the capabilities of doing that, and. I picked him to win the AL Cy Young last year, and I still think he should have got it. I think Kluber just got it because of the stretch he made at the very end of oh, the season. Oh, he was, he was nasty. And that's the thing. It was fresh on everybody's minds. Exactly. And, and Chris, Sale, Chris Sale had, what, one bad start in that, like, the second to last week of the year. Yep. And that was, like, I feel like the last little the, straw. The thing that pushed him over the mountain a little mm-hmm. bit. It was like, well, you, you stuttered, and Kluber just struck out another 15 people. Yep, I agree. My AL Cy Young Award winner is, and I don't want to say this because I gave him up in my fantasy baseball league, in my keeper league, but Luis Severino. He uh, he carried a lot of weight to my fantasy baseball championship last year. He was nasty towards the end of the year. He was, and I gave him up. I have a keeper league, and I can only pick seven. And he didn't make the cut for me. Who? What seven did you make? So did he? He was eight, basically. No, he was like eleven. Oh, okay. So what seven did you keep? Mike Trout. Okay. Chris Bryant. Okay. Manny Machado. All right. Uh, Freddie Freeman. Okay. J.D. Martinez. Okay. Corey Seager. And Nelson Cruz. All right, all very capable people. Guys, See, I'm in a keep. I'm, I'm in a keeper league where we just keep one keeper from like the drafted seventh round or later. What do you mean? Like so, like we don't get a, we get to keep one player every year, and but it has to be like a um, basically someone you f- draft free agency pick up mm-hmm. or someone you drafted late. So it's basically like your farm system. It's it's weird, but I pick, I kept Justin Upton. Okay, so that way you get, you don't keep the studs. You know, they right. keep, the studs kind of get recycled right. through. So, but it also helps if you're like. If you work your waiver wire, if you work the like the farm system's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like last year, I I kept I got to keep Kenley Jansen because I, he fell deep in the draft. I like I like the way we're doing it just because you're able to continue with your core of players. Yeah, true, know? true. Yeah, um, another kind. It's different kind of concept. Exactly, but some of the players that I gave up, dude, my lineup was loaded at the end of the season. Some of the players that I gave up, Jonathan Scope, I should have kept him. Gave up Jonathan Scope. Gave up Reese Hoskins. Jeez. The home run machine. Gave up Luis Severino. Uh, gave up Garrett Cole. My my time, my lineup was stacked at the end of the season. Yeah, that's... When you're dropping starters for teams. Yeah. 
But uh, it's going to be one fun baseball season. We're two days in, man, and I'm just I'm pumped. I love the fact that I love fantasy baseball. I love people called me a nerd because I I was into it. But I love this, the daily grind of it. It's awesome. Yeah, you're not a nerd. People just don't have the patience for it. I love Yeah, it. that's the biggest thing. Yeah, like they're like, oh, you have to wake up every day and set your lineup. I'm like, yeah, you're on your phone before, like every morning anyways. That's what I do when I take my morning poop. Yeah, I roll. I I don't not my poop in. I've done it when I poop, but I'll, I'll, I'll roll over and I grab my phone before I'm even out of bed, set my lineup. Uh, every, Good to go. Every morning when I take my morning poop, I set my lineup. It's ritual. There you go. Other than that, sports fans, we said we were going to talk about some stuff, but this turned into only baseball episode. Well, we said last week it was going to be our only baseball episode, anyways. Yeah, so we just we really wanted to talk baseball. We try to get this done for a couple of days. <clears throat> we'll get we'll we'll get a we'll get another episode pushed out here quickly. I got like, some days off coming up, so sounds good to me. We could get to uh, we could get to uh, Dominic Sue coming to the Rams. How nasty they're gonna be. We could get uh Loyola just losing to Michigan. Loyola, sister Jean finally going bye bye. Um talk about Odell and- Beckham maybe coming to the Rams. Oh man, TMZ between the Dominican Sue, Marcus Peters, Akeeb Talib, and maybe Odell or Rob Gronkowski. Like, talk about a, a possible dysfunctional locker room. But we'll save that. We'll save it. I wanna I wanna run a scenario through real quick. Think about okay, the go. stars. That may be in LA next year. Potent- Sue's going to be here. Potential for Odell Beckham might be here. LeBron James is rumored to come to LA. Um, Trout's already here. Kershaw's already here. Seager's here. Pujols is here. Upton. We're going to try. Like, these- we'll try. And you know, you know, both the Angels and the Dodgers will take runs at like Machado and Bryce Harper in free agency. I think Harper's going to the Dodgers. Oh, dude, I will have. I've said this multiple times, many times. I think Harper's <laughs> and going to the And every time Dodgers. you say it, I get, I get as like giddy about it. I will buy a Harper jersey the second after his signing is announced. <laughs> He's. Going I to love the Bryce Harper. I love Bryce Harper. I know you do. Like probably my biggest baseball man crush is Bryce Harper. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of weird that I'm actually this pumped about that. A po- the possibility of like. Months yeah, away, you're, the possibility you're super that. pumped about just the possibility. Imagine if it happened, how pumped you'd be! Oh my god, dude! <laughs> Until Jeez. next time, sports fans. I need to go change my pants. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the support. Remember to follow us on Twitter at itwhpod. I'm at Joe Hill five eight seven. I'm underscore Roberts one one. Until next time, sports fans. Have a good one. Peace out. Scoop.